This is actually something I want to clear up. I feel like people, I wrote this one song called Bloom, right? And it's about bottoming. And the lyric is, I bloom just for you. And people took that and ran as like, I think in the, in the sort of consciousness of gay people, I'm like some crazy power bottom or something, which is just not the case. And I just wanted to put that out there. Is that annoying that you have to clarify that? No. Hello and welcome to High Low with Amrata. Today on the show, we have a very special guest, Troy Sivan. He is a singer and actor who got his start on YouTube. He's having an incredible moment right now. You probably saw his performance in The Idol, which, by the way, we're not going to be discussing today in solidarity with the SAG strike. But if it wasn't for The Idol, then you've definitely heard or seen his new single, Rush. It's everywhere. The video has been going absolutely viral. There's been a lot of discourse around it. Um, So we'll be talking about all of that. We're also going to be talking to him about sex and dating and representation and queer joy. He talks about his own coming out story and so much more. So we're going to get into all of it after this with Troy Sivan. Welcome back to High Low with Emrata. Welcome to High Low with Emrata. I'm so happy you're here. I'm so happy to be here. I've been watching so many videos of you. It's scary. Oy vey. Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. It's been beautiful. Okay, that's good. Um, well, congrats on everything. I'm so happy for you. How does it feel? It feels really crazy, actually. Yeah. Like, I've released a lot of music, and um, this feels very different um, and just, like, new. How so? Well, it's, it's just weird. It's been, like, you know, I've been making music i got signed when i was 18 i'm 28 now and um it just feels like kind of random to me that this is like popping off in the way that it is like i'm so happy um but just kind of you know i think like i sort of have always felt very safe with my audience that i've had you know for a really long time we like grown up together and everything like that and this just feels like it's going way like wider than that yeah and and I don't necessarily feel like I've done anything super different. Like I've always made music that I am really proud of and then like made visuals that I'm really proud of and excited about and everything. And for whatever reason, this one has just kind of like felt different. And Did I, you I don't feel know kind of a build though? I mean, your career is really amazing because I feel like since you started making YouTube videos, there's been this audience that's grown and grown organically. Did you not feel this, I mean, the last couple months between the idol and everything else, having this new sense of exposure? I guess so. Like, I guess, you know, I don't know when it was. To be honest, I think the moment that I felt like an actual shift was when I went to the Met Gala for the second time. Because the first time I went, I was like, I felt like the little kid at the party or something like that and like didn't really know anyone and stuff like that and then when I went the second time I got just as nervous as the first time but then I walked inside and I realized that like I actually know a lot of these people now and it's been you know like you're like you just, oh my god I'm one of them <laughs> like no I don't I would never say that no, but, like, I, know, like, but I was like why do I actually feel kind of calm and like chill and I think yeah just that kind of building confidence over time and also everything is really, really fucking scary when you do it for the first time. 
and now this is my third album and like I just feel like I've had time to kind of like adjust and it's been really gradual for me like I've never really felt like an overnight shift and just over time you know like I've had a couple moments over the last few years where I've turned around and been like oh things are really 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 different than they used to be um and that's really cool yeah nice yeah yeah it's beautiful I, I feel stressed when I think about people who it did happen overnight I'm like oh my god you're so like, unprepared someone like Billie Eilish or something where it like blew the fuck up and she was so young I'm like damn how did you get a lot of that? people like that come on the show and I have to say there are exceptions I don't know if you know Maddie Ziegler I was so impressed by how well she has yeah. turned into a woman and you know handled the fame that came to her when she was so young like she was a literal child and then there's other people where I'm like oh my god you're so not okay and it's yeah. really it's it's just you really see it um and it's really hard I want to talk to you more about your new music video Rush obviously yeah. I watched it I saw the clip on TikTok first of the dancing and the choreography and I saw something on Twitter that was like that it's Slavic yeah kind of okay can yeah. you tell what we, was the inspiration for the video yeah. all of that so the video um I made with Gordon von Steiner have you shot with him I haven't okay so like um he, honestly I need to shoot with you him. need to shoot with him. yeah he's like a fashion director I never made a music video before and we have just been friends forever and um he's creative directing the whole album and so it's really fun I've never had a creative director before we were talking about Rush and, and what it is. And I, I knew that like, the thing that kind of stuck out to me was my friend, my, my best friend Leland, who I wrote the song with. He was like, we were talking about what should be the first single. And he was like, go make a fucking hot video. And he's like, this is you coming out with your dick swinging. Yeah. And I was like, okay, let's just like, let's just make the thing that, that I would have like dreamt to make without like censoring myself in any sort of way. Um, and so, you know, in talking about it with Gordon, it was just like, this just feels like the ultimate, you know, party. I was thinking a lot about like, in Australia, we have these like bush doofs, which is like a, a doof, doof, doof in the bush, you know? And it's just like these, like, sometimes it's under a bridge or whatever, or sometimes it's like in a forest. And um, partying in Australia had been so inspiring to me. And then we just wanted to kind of throw this ultimate sort of, yeah, the ultimate party. And we went to... Berlin to do it because Gordon was like, okay, well, if we're going to party, we should go party in Berlin. So it was me, Stuart Weinkoff and Gordon. And we went and we're all just like mates. And we were in Berlin for like a week and, mm -hmm. and filmed the video. And it was so nice. You know, it was, it was a really, I knew that it just had to be real. Like I, I knew that it was going to look gorgeous because it was Gordon and Stuart, but um, it was really important to me that it had to just be completely genuine. Yeah. And so we we really were just like partying and filming it. Like a lot of the setups that you see, some of them are obviously set up, but um, but a lot of them were just like kind of put us all in a little bathroom and let us party. And for example, the makeout at the end was kind of like spontaneous. And how did that happen? It just happened. And then I was like, I was like, damn, am I about to get like canceled for not asking before? Right. But it felt it was like it just felt there very was real. It was like there was a vibe and and um you know, he was like up in my face and stuff like that. So it, it made sense in the moment. But, um, but yeah, it was just like real. That's cool. Something I like about it a lot is when you said the dick swinging thing, I feel like, you know, we're all used to seeing pop stars, female pop stars, sexualize themselves, mm. be sexualized, obviously just made a show about it. Right. But, you know, I think queer artists, it's really different. What, what has it been like to like 
be hot and sexy and talk about sex and yeah. sexualize yourself um, as a queer man. Well, I've always like, I feel like I've always sort of enjoyed doing that. You know, it's been a part of my um, like visual world for I think a really long time. And this one though, I think it just felt, you know, I was like talking to my friends and, and I'm like, you know, oh, is this too much for the video? Is this too much for the video? But like, we're going to parties every weekend where there's like a dark room and you know what is happening in there and is happening in there and and I love that stuff you know what I mean like I think cruising is like one of the coolest things in the world to me and it's like it's such a part of like my people's history out of absolute necessity and it's just like to me that's such a showing of um of like resilience and strength and and I think I, I feel a lot of power in my sexuality and in in my like community sexuality and of course there's like you know there's people who are like, this is not all that we are and everything. And I'm like, yo, I know, but this is really fun and it feels really good. And and it's like one of the forms of connection that I wanted to explore on the album because it's been something that I've been exploring in my life. And so, so yeah, I just, I knew that I wanted it to feel hot and sweaty and summer and, um, and just like sexy. Yeah, I mean, it feels like a celebration, not just in the aspect of like you guys were partying, but also a celebration of gay sex. Yeah which is beautiful and like we talk so much about queer joy and like everything but and people talk about the emphasis but it's nice to see something that's like a artistic endeavor expressing that totally yeah and also just like the idea of um community like i think really just like the thing that i fell in love with the most over the last two and a half years or three years or whatever since like being single is um is my community and like my friends and and so that was the thing that I wanted to celebrate. And it was like, you know, I I have just like the coolest friends and and I, I think they're all so beautiful and so hot and so like effortlessly cool. And so I, I just wanted to celebrate that and, and kind of like recreate that feeling. With popularity, of course, comes criticism. And I follow Pop Bass and everyone from, oh, yes. <laughs> on, on Twitter. News. Yes, literally my NPR. Right. And <laughs> they were like covering so much about the video. How's that felt to like talk about body diversity and everything? What what has that experience been like for you? First thing is I definitely have, I think, developed a thicker skin, especially over the last like couple of months to, um, to the conversation. And I, I think because I, I don't know. I, I just, I used to think that like, I, I, I really wanted to just make everyone happy. And I was like super scared that people were going to say something negative or whatever and, or, or like critique something. And, and now I'm just way more chill about it, I think, because of having kind of experienced it in, in a couple of ways. Um, but with that, I definitely, I like, I just, I rewatched the video with that in mind, you know, having like read the critique. And I was like, oh, I get what they're saying. I do get what they're saying. You know, I think that the the video, the cast actually was really diverse. I think, you know, in the edit, there could have been definitely more moments showing, you know, different bodies. And yeah, I I kind of like spoke about it to to Billboard and I said it, it just, it wasn't a thought, which while being true, I'm sure kind of like is shitty. And I, I know that that's like my, you know, skinny privilege because I'm like, I, I just didn't think about it. It wasn't something that was in my mind. And, and you know, I know I think that people know that this is not like a systemic kind of thing. Like my last video before this Angel Baby, I had all kinds of bodies and stuff and I just kind of missed it on this one. And um, yeah, so I heard the critique and and I 
I get it. Yeah, and, it's such and a sure tough that... balance between not between protecting yourself and yeah. being like, I can't listen to negative feedback, and then right. also taking the notes. Well, that's the thing. It felt like a note. Like it didn't really feel like it didn't feel like some anyone was like kind of attacking me because I know like you know I know who I am and I know that. So it didn't it didn't like get to me in that way at all. It was more just like, oh, fair enough. Right. Like representation when you're making an artwork is like yeah. it is something you have to actually be intentional about. Totally. And and also it's been really interesting to read like the the discourse around it and what people are saying, you know, the kind of conversations that it sparked about like well what is your role as as an artist you know is your role to re- represent everyone in in everything that you make and and i don't know what what the answers are and um i i will say i do think that queer artists are held to a higher standard because and and that makes sense you know because i think it's like if you've been the marginalized community uh, you would expect that they would have more empathy and understanding for other marginalized communities or you know and so i i get it it's it's a very interesting conversation. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, I think it's um actually in many ways a compliment when there's a controversy. It means that you made something that's interesting um, and that enough people are looking at and analyzing to decide what it means about the world we live in right now, which totally. is exciting. Totally. And music videos don't normally do that. Right. Like they don't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was, I'm, I am really, really excited that like people are talking about the video as much as they are because for the longest time it's been like, oh, music videos are dead. That's what I've had in a lot of like yeah. meetings and stuff like that. Um, and so I'm really happy that like a visual for the music that I'm making is kind of like just resonating. I think the visuals were so important. I mean, even just like the stills that I saw that you were posting leading up to it. Mm. And then the clips on TikTok that I saw, like I didn't, mm. I hadn't even watched the video until yesterday when um, I was like researching for this. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, I feel yeah. like I knew, I knew the vibe before I even necessarily knew the sound, which is cool. And I think that's a good way of utilizing the media that we do have. So you mentioned that you've been single for the last three years, right? I think it's been three years, okay. like roughly. I just wanted to hear you talk more about that because I've been single for about a year. And I read something where you were talking about appreciating uh, different kinds of love because when you were in a relationship, you kind of only knew this like one really intimate closeness. And I wanted to hear like what your experience has been like being alone and like finding different ways to connect to people. Yeah, so I was, I was really, really like heartbroken when I first became single and it was a you know I had had this like really 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 beautiful relationship and you know I still really care about that person and everything like that and it was just like a it was tough and so I think for me having to because because I was pretty like shattered you know like there was it, it wasn't fun and so I just you know kind of woke up and I was like okay shit I'm alone and and I took some time to kind of just like chill on that. And then slowly but surely I started to kind of like have these experiences. And and I had always been a relationship person, like a long relationship person. I've had, you know, two really long relationships. And so I started to explore like, okay, well, what's that gonna be like to 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 not be in one of those? Um and I promised myself at least a year of being single. And it's been over three now. But um, but really I think about this like one guy so much. We met on an app and we were like gonna hook up, right? That was the vibe. It was like a no strings attached hookup. But we went for a drink before because like 
it was just sort of like a formality almost to like meet and see that, you know, we were vibing and, and kind of like give each other the opportunity to be like, you know what, I'm actually not feeling this and whatever. Um, that's something I actually fucking love about being queer is I feel like in general, our approach to sex is, is just kind of more open because of, you know, the way that we grew up and everything. Um, like I've had so many hookups where afterwards you're like, thank you so much. That was so fun. And it almost just feels like this, like, exchange where you both know exactly what it is um and and that can feel really really nice and so this was it's this like having a beautiful conversation with someone or a great exactly dance. exactly yeah. or like yeah. even like getting a massage or something it, it sort yeah. of feels like a i don't know yeah it's like this really nice exchange mm -hmm. um without like the shame and the baggage i think um and uh, you know that takes a lot of work to get there but if you can it's awesome anyway so i was gonna go hook up with this person and we did. He came back to my house after the drink and we we hooked up and then we were lying in bed. And I remember the words exactly because it was like, it felt like a very strange like sentence. It sounded like something out of a movie, but he was like, he was like, this is one of life's greatest pleasures. And I was like, what is? And he was like, no, well, because he, you know, he had asked me if he could sleep over and it was the first time that I was having a sleepover, you know, post my ex. And he was like, no, well, even if I never see you again, you know, we are like sharing this one night. And this one moment and and we can you know connect in this way and he was like the sleepover is my favorite part of, of hooking up with someone and i came into it really kind of closed-minded i think because i was like this is disingenuous or this is fake because it's like you know wh why am i going to pretend that this guy that i just met is like my boyfriend for the night and like cuddle him and stuff like that anyways cut to me like cuddling the shit out of him <laughs> that night having the best sleep woke up in the morning made him a coffee his like head was on my shoulder while we were like making the coffee. I like gave him a kiss goodbye. Haven't seen him since. We don't speak. And that's totally fine. And it was amazing. And and like completely set me on this path of like, so the album is called Something to Give Each Other. And I was like, oh, we all literally have something to give each other. Like, you know, it, it doesn't matter if it is dancing on the dance floor with someone for like two seconds or with a big group of people or just sharing this one night with someone or like a weekend or whatever. And it just kind of really changed my my perspective on intimacy. And it's so funny because Esther Perel was on the podcast. Uh, Slay. Yeah, two episodes ago, and it was she was amazing, and she talked a lot about basically, you know, actually her family is Holocaust survivors, and it's like the reason that she um, was so interested in like looking at sex and relationships is because she basically was like my family faced mortality and devastation in a way that made them really interested in enjoying life to the fullest. And she's like the joy that can, and the beauty and the, just the life that mm. is in sex and relationships is so beautiful. And yet so many of us don't enjoy them. Yeah. You know, she sees people who are in marriages where they're miserable for like 20 years and, wow. you know, the deadness that kind of comes with that. And what you just described was something I'm learning to appreciate too. Like it doesn't have to be a big, long relationship that's like super meaningful for it to not be just as beautiful as- Totally. You can go hook up with someone in a bathroom at a party and be like, that was so passionate and amazing and beautiful and walk away feeling as good about yourself as you did like before that experience, you know? I think it's something that queer culture has done really well. And I don't feel like 
straight women are good at it because understandably of, so yeah because of the inherent risk for one thing right. um and like danger and whatever but then also um just like the power dynamic and feeling used and mm -hmm. like all that stuff and um it's something i want to change like so badly for women because yeah i think you know i'm 32 I ha i'm a mom like i have my own money and my own life so when i meet somebody i'm not like love me you mm, know what i mean mm -hmm. and it's really changed the way that i can enjoy sex and men because of that and i just would love to see that more and i'm like how do we teach the girls to yeah, yeah. i mean yeah it's like it's i also think i started to realize that sex is kind of like inherently hilarious to me like i think i don't know it sort of just reminds me of like animals and um I think that kind of made it so much less serious. I'm like, this is hilarious that I want to do that to you. That's what I want to do. Like that is insane. But I it said makes that total to sense. someone recently because I laughed when we were hooking up. Yeah. And they were like, what the fuck? You yeah. know? And I was like, sex is funny. It's so like, funny. Sex is funny. And they looked at me really stressed out. Yeah. And I was like, no, like this is funny in the same way that again, like I think dancing can be funny. Yeah. It's crazy that you want to do this to me and I want to do this to you. It's totally. kind of embarrassing. Yeah. It's, and it's also like we should just have fun. Well, that's the other thing is that it makes it like made me way more like kink positive and stuff like that because I'm like, oh, this is this is already ridiculous that I want to do that. So sure. Let's go. Are you looking for a relationship now or stay tuned for more high low with Emrata? Welcome back to High Low with Emrata. I mean, definitely in like the long term, for okay. sure. I think, I think, you know, my parents are married. They've been together for 33 years or something like that. And um, my older brother is two years older than me. He's married. He's about to have a kid. So like, it's definitely ingrained in me to, to I think, have like a long relationship. And that's something that I want for myself. But at the same time, I'm really fine. So it's, yeah. it's not a need. Right. It's like, a, ooh, that would be nice kind of vibe. So the album comes out in October mm. and I read that it's very, a single kind of let's go out and party yeah. thing. Yeah. Can you talk about what the, the album's like? Yeah, I think there's a lot of like hope in it, you know, which I, I was quite surprised by because I thought I was going to, you know, be writing all these really sad songs and stuff. And, and then kind of the complete opposite happened once I started to be filled with all of this like life. Also COVID was happening while I was writing it. So it was like, we would have these little breaks of freedom in between lockdowns where I would just like let loose. And and, and so you then, were in Australia, right? I was in Australia. Which the lockdown was really intense. Super intense, yeah. super, super intense. And so, yeah, I, I started to be much more inspired by by that than like, you know, the sadness that I was feeling or had felt. But, you know, at, at the same time, like, I think I think people can think of like a party album and be like, oh, it's, it's gonna be kind of like shallow pop songs or whatever. But um, for me, the you know community and sex and dance music and partying you know the themes on this album were so meaningful and so rich and like euphoric and and you know within that there's moments of vulnerability and and still loneliness you know like that there is for sure that is also on the album um and so yeah i would like to think that it's a really kind of like rounded portrayal of of everything that's been going on well it sounds like you're approaching the concepts of like partying and 
uh, sex and whatever from a really like philosophical existential standpoint about like how to live your life and right. find joy. Totally. Which means that it's not shallow. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I love a shallow pop song. I really do. Okay. Talk to me more about that. I, I mean, I just think pop music is the coolest because I think, you know, you can, I don't know. I Maybe it's because I'm a songwriter. I just love seeing what people get up to, all the little tricks and things and right. whatever, you know, I'm like slay. Yeah, pop music is so interesting, especially a shallow pop song, because you're like, wow, they really fucking nailed it. Yeah, it Like works. they got the marketplace cornered. They totally. figured out exactly what we needed. Yeah, and, and it's so difficult. Yeah. Like yeah. If everyone could write a pop song that's like simple and, and straightforward and, and kind of like scratches that itch in millions and millions of people's brains they would and and i would have a of million times you know yeah um and it's difficult it's, it's really, really really difficult, difficult. It was a really big moment for me. I mean, I'm not a musician, but I've always, my parents listened to so much music. I grew up, I listened to so much music mm. and I kind of grew up in a little bit of a, a little snobbery around like my generation. Like I didn't listen to Britney Spears. I listened to some Britney Spears when I was really young, but like I wasn't somebody who listened to pop music a ton. And um, I was dating someone actually, and they were talking about just because something's popular doesn't mean that it isn't excellent good. yeah actually a lot of the times the things that are popular are actually just incredibly good wow and, and did you come around yeah i came around it changed it for me completely um did you need to go and do like did you go totally, back totally taylor swift is a great example for me i know you know her and i've performed with her and i was not a swifty and now i'm like you know what that means? That means I was a misogynist that I wow, didn't like slay. fuck yeah. with Taylor Swift because right. I went to her concert and I was like, this person is an incredible songwriter, yeah. an incredible performer. Yep. And anybody who says anything else, like they have issues. Yeah, totally. She's <laughs> yeah. a phenomenon. And like. actually maybe not a very sophisticated palette, which is like a pretty crazy thing. I, I, I know a lot of people would like yeah. their jaws would drop, but I do think that's true. I think so too. If you don't like Taylor Swift, then like you don't understand things. Right. <laughs> yeah, you just don't get it. Yeah. That's what 100%. it is. 100%. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's talk about acting because you are, I mean, kind of a triple threat. I saw you dancing. Oh, I, that was my <laughs> first time dancing ever. Really? Yeah. No way. Like, How I, was... mean, I like move on stage and stuff, but yeah. first time doing choreo. And um, it looked hard. It was I mean, was you scary. made it look easy, but it, it yeah. seemed like a hard dance, which is why the shot is cool because it's right. a long shot. I didn't ever let myself dance because I was like, oh, then people think I'm gay. And now I am gay. So now I can do it. And anyone can, obviously. But, but didn't like, you come my... out? I mean, you came out pretty I young. I came out when I was 15. But yeah. like, I, I still, when I came out, I had like weird hang-ups and like internalized homophobia still like mm -hmm. i i used to be obsessed with america's next top model mm -hmm. and i would watch it in my room on my laptop instead of on the tv even after i was out because i was like i'm gay but like i don't want my parents to think that i'm like that yeah 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 like that gay or something you know which now of course makes zero sense to me but um but at the time it was just like the way my brain worked i think and or maybe not even that gay but like a stereotypical type right. of yeah i didn't want them to think that yeah exactly like i think i was trying to kind of ease them in being like cuz i remember even when i came out to my best friend she was the first person i came out to i was like yeah like i'm sexually attracted to the guys but like i would never date one or like i i can't imagine you know and now i recognize of course that it was just like me you know trying to protect myself and and kind of like getting in my own way. Um, and over time I've worked all of that out, I think. Um, but yeah, so dancing was one of those things for whatever reason, I thought it was really gay and I didn't want to do it because of that. Wow. Um, and so would you dance at clubs or no? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, just like 
choreography has always really and then and then even way after i got over that it just like then it was just a fear because i had never done it um and so this time was my first time doing it and it was really fun I would wanted, you, I would wanted, you like, do more of it? Hundred percent. Okay. And I want to like start a, a like I want to do a dancing class. Or something. I actually really want to do it. My friend got me hip hop dance classes in COVID, and yeah. then like it obviously didn't. They shut down, whatever. Right. But we still have the voucher, and I'm like, you gotta we go. gotta go. I'm sure you're a great dancer. Um, I'm actually kind of bad. Um, but I love dancing. I really love dancing. I do it alone. I do it. I dance a lot, but, uh, and I don't really. I don't really think there's such a thing as like yeah. bad. I think I have a very particular way of moving my body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which like, I'm okay with, yeah, you know, yeah. I think that's like the best type of dancing as somebody who's not super aware and trying to be perfect. Totally. But, um, yeah, I'm definitely like a funny dancer. What is it? Is it like? It's like a little wiggly. Okay. No, just like my moves are a little wiggly. Okay. Like a little disjointed, even if I'm on rhythm and like whatever. It's, yeah. Yeah. I always think about when I'm like dancing in a big group of people, um, everyone's skeletons and it just like that removes the fear for me of like being embarrassed because I'm like, again, this is kind of inherently hilarious and embarrassing that we're all like, there's music and we're all like- Shaking our bones. You know, it's just like so shaking our bones. Like what the hell is going on? Like, this is so weird. I just um, have to say one more thing that it made me laugh because it has been in my literal thirties that I've discovered I like clubbing. Yeah. I hated it. When I was younger, it was partly cause I was, you know, often going as like a hot young girl who was with creepy guys. I wasn't going to like cool places. Right. And um, so I just was like, I don't get it. Like you just stand around in a dark room, yeah. drink and sweat and like kind of move around like, fuck this. And then recently I've been like, I completely get it. It's a you vibe, with it's the energy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And now also I just like don't care as much. I don't feel as scared, I guess, basically. Totally. Um, and I'm like, wow, I love it. Yeah, for me, there's nothing better mm. than, and I'm the same way, I hated clubbing. And I, and I still like, I would much rather go to like a dive bar with a dance floor than like, totally. like a big club. One Oak, yeah. Exactly, like I still, <laughs> no, I've I, never I, been. I'm not saying I like One Oak, right, to right. be clear, yeah. Um, but for me, that feeling is like something that I actively strive for in my life now. Like the the sweaty in a group of people, euphoric, close your eyes, listen to the music. Like that to me is just one of the best feelings in the world. Do you find that in LA? Um, not actually as much. I don't know if yeah, I'm LA's like tough. too, maybe LA I get too self-conscious or something like mm. that. Or maybe I'm going to the wrong places or, I mean, house parties and stuff are fun, but I do feel like it's not a party city in the way it's that not. like Melbourne is, for example. Right. Like I definitely let loose a lot more when I'm in Australia. This is a question I think about, and you mentioned loneliness being in the album. Do you think fame comes with loneliness? Um, yeah, I do actually. Um, I think like my response to it when like dating and stuff like that has to just be like, pretend it doesn't exist because for me, it's an, like a complete instant turn off if I feel that power dynamic. It's just like, it's completely uninteresting to me. And, and so, you know, I think almost like as a way of coping, I've been like, you know what, I'm going to get on Hinge and I'm going to fucking hook up with someone off Grindr and I'm going to like do whatever it is that um, that all my friends are doing because I deserve to be able to do that as well. But you basically ignore your fame. Like, try to yeah. yeah but then it doesn't really like work a lot of the time or you know you like i'll um go on a date or something like that and and you can feel that there's like a there's something weird or like an elephant in the room or you know whatever and i i think it can it can be a little bit isolating um because i would love to 
I, I truly do not give a shit what my partner does. Yeah. Um, as far as long as they're like passionate about something. Yeah, I feel the same way. I really, really, really don't care. And I don't see, you know, I don't feel any sort of power dynamic. And yeah. so, um, so I think realizing that maybe some people would kind of sucks a little bit. Yeah, I mean, people do. It's just something that, you know, they, people are interested in celebrity and fame. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back to High Low with Emrata. Do you find yourself getting embarrassed about being famous with people? Because I have that when I'm like dating. Casually. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I'm definitely. like very embarrassed about it. I like don't want to, even when I talk about it, I'm like, I want to be obviously honest about my life, but I cannot stand famous people or like, yeah talk about you know what i mean totally so yeah. no i think especially like for me in melbourne i just think that you know i'm so in awe of like the city and the the people and i just i love melbourne so much i need to go i just want to be able to enjoy the city and just you know date around have friends whatever and for the most part i think it's like very australian to not make a fuss and who cares anyway like as in yeah so people are people are really really chill over there but um yeah, so I think there I do get, I feel a bit embarrassed about everything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a weird thing because most people like are like, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of embarrassing though. That's embarrassing. The whole thing is embarrassing. Totally. Yeah. Oh my God, when they play a song of mine at a, at a place when I'm there. What do you do? Leave. Like go to the bathroom at the right, very least. Right, right, right. Just excuse like, yourself. I am just so not that girl that's like, you know, wanting to go up in the DJ booth and be like, this is my song like that's so not oh, yeah, my cup of tea i'm and so glad to hear that i'm happy yeah, for you well, it means I, you're like an okay, happy full disclosure though, i did it for rush because we were you know like one of the first things i wanted to was to play it in clubs and trixie mattel was djing and she brought me up in the booth and i was like okay i can i can pretend for like 30 seconds that i'm enjoying this but ooh. i mean if it's like the first time your song was playing in a club i think you're allowed to do that yeah but it's like how mortifying is yeah. that yeah you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, it's self-promotion. Right, right. That's the thing I'm really excited about. Like this year, I'm well aware that, you know, with everything coming out, it's sort of my job to like be okay with people talking about me and looking at me and, and actually like actively trying to kind of like keep people's attention. I'm okay with doing it for a, a bit, but I'm really looking forward to, to not. To like privacy? Yeah, to just like not having to, worry about people Numbers engaging and, and yeah. fucking like did i make a tiktok you know in the last week and whatever like all that stuff like just being able to be like okay it doesn't uh, matter nothing matters like i'm just that's really exciting it's such a weird thing promotion and also trying to be authentic right and like knowing yeah this is i want to be authentic but also it, it is an attention economy right and your attention benefits my work yeah so like yeah maybe i'm a little bit of an attention whore like maybe that's part of my job yeah so there's this thing i like to do at the end of the show where i like do like rapid fire kind of questions mm. are you into it i love it anything that you don't want to answer you can just say let's skip it this is apropos of what we were just talking about social media pet peeves um Social media pet peeves. Like what gives you yeah. the ick on TikTok or Instagram? I think it's just, it's all about like the caption for me. Like I just, I want to feel that you're like funny to me. You know what I mean? And um, I think 
Yeah, sometimes that's tough. Like if if I I actually try not look at people's Instagrams when I first like meet them, especially if I think they're hot, because I'm like I can get the ick really really easy on Instagram. And I don't like that about myself. Right. Like if somebody like puts the wrong emoji on their yeah, picture. Or just like if it's just like, like if it's corny to me, you know what I mean? And I'm sure I am so corny to so many people. So I get that. But far out. Yeah. It can put me I off. I feel that. I really straight men. Yeah. The way they represent themselves wow, online. Wow. That must be no, so no, tough. It's so brutal. That must it's be It's like, so I'm like, tough. I wish. That's the, I think the joke is like that, you know, you, the ideal boyfriend doesn't have social media because right. like, there's no way you're doing it right. Yeah. No matter what you you're doing. You know what's interesting? In the last like, couple of years, I've had a fair few experiences with straight boys or like, you know, boys that, that identify as straight. And that's, there's a song about it on the album. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. Because that was really weird. Like trying to psychoanalyze myself being like, I think this is internalized homophobia. Why does this feel so validating to me? You know, right. I'm like, this person probably would have bullied me in high school. Why do I want to suck their dick? You know well, what I mean? Like, I mean, sexual attraction and attention is validating, period. Right. And then especially though, I think link it to like queer trauma and, and I think it becomes this whole other thing. And so the song, there was this one guy specifically, he had been like hitting me up and stuff like that. I was like, okay, well, let me know if you're feeling gay on Saturday night, like making a joke. And it put the idea in my head to, to kind of start writing the song. Cause I was like, you know, in a way I'm putting them on such a pedestal because I don't know, like I well, said- Well, you feel special, right? Yeah. You're like, you picked me, you don't generally like- But then at the same time, there's this feeling afterwards of being like the secret or, you know, yeah. that, that doesn't that doesn't feel good and, and, and really left me kind of feeling really vulnerable. So I wrote about it on the album. Cool. What's that song called? It's called One of Your Girls. Okay. It's like my favorite song Ooh, on the album. I can't wait to hear that one. Yeah. How did he respond to the, are you feeling gay tonight? <laughs> he laughed. Really, he liked Yeah. It. Yeah. He's like a friend. Like it's okay. all good. Yeah. Um, you know, I was just trying to be funny, but, um, but yeah. Yeah. No, that's a really interesting thing. Yeah. Okay. Who makes you starstruck? Like, have you, has there been somebody that you've met and you've been like, holy shit. Beyonce. Yeah. For sure. Rihanna, for sure. Yeah. And then... Weirdly, like th there's this interior designer that I love who I met and I met her by surprise at this hotel that she had, her name is Ilsa Crawford and she had designed this like hotel that I love. And I saw her at the hotel. And I think because I got a fright, I got really starstruck and like, I I don't know, I just sounded like an idiot, I think. Was I she so excited? That probably never happens to no. her. Oh, no. she was like, yeah, of course you love me. <laughs> yeah. What turns you on? Oh my God, so much. Um, this is actually something I want to clear up. I feel like people, I wrote this one song called Bloom, right? And it's about bottoming. And the lyric is, I bloom just for you. And people took that and ran as like, I think in the, in the sort of consciousness of gay people, I'm like some crazy power bottom or something, which is just not the case. And I just wanted to put that out there. Is that annoying that you have to clarify that? No, I mean... Yeah, no, not really, because like, I think just, sometimes, sometimes just people pretty... are surprised maybe if like they go on a date with me or something like that. And I'm like, oh, by the way, like, I'm not like a bottom. Um, I think they are like, oh, but like, I mean, it's just yeah. like a personal thing to have to like share with the, totally. I don't tell people if I'm a top or bottom. Exactly. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. it's um, a, that's an interesting thing to have to clear up. Right. Uh, yeah. I, I think it's become like part of my brand and I'm down. Like, I think it's, I think it's sick, but I just, it's not the truth you're like just to be clear yeah, yeah. and there's nothing wrong i think like that's the coolest well, thing good, in the world yeah but it's just not true so it's right, like, right, okay, right. 
well, it's maybe good that you're putting it out there just for future dates so that right. like, people no, know. Yeah. Day people watch this, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's why I'm doing it. Because okay, I'm great. like, let me just clear the record if you're going to hit me up. PSA. That's what's up. It's not a bottom. Yeah. I mean, not great. a full bottom. Right. You know what I mean? Listen, like, you whatever. Don't have to, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I'm saying you don't have to say whatever you want. Right. But, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> great. We love that. But do you want to tell me what does turn you on? Oh, um, I think, you know what I'm realizing? This is so like corny to say, but you know, I've had like a lot of sort of one-off hookups and stuff like that. Um, and I'm realizing now that like my emotions are starting to come back for the first time where I'm like starting to actually genuinely crush on people. That's the most like powerful shit of all. Like I don't need to do anything crazy with you. I just need to like, like even just a kiss or you know something when when there's like real passion involved that i think is like the ultimate i mean it on. is a drug it's like there's Fully, chemicals like my being brain released is doing and... some like weird human shit congrats and... that your feelings are coming back thank you i'm so Proud happy of you. thank you thank <laughs> that's you that's a big moment and yours, like dormant yeah, 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 yeah. which is great yeah way, it like, is it's yeah. not bad you know i like feel things but I think for me, a big part of crushing on someone, there has to be talk about like a lot of hope yeah, and like a feeling of future. And yeah. I just don't really, I just can't imagine who right. I'm going to like want to spend a lot of time with. So you don't crush a lot? Um, I get like, no, I don't actually. Yeah. Same. Yeah, I don't. I'm like really, 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 it's like super seldom for me. Maybe in the it's last like three years. It's like an on and off switch. Maybe two or three people i've actually right. been like oh wow i would like love to yes like i'm obsessed with that person you know obviously i feel like lust and attraction and, and even like intimacy and sweetness and fondness of them but but like a real crush it's like super rare for me yeah i think for me it's i mean you you've been in a lot of relationships right two okay but two serious relationships yeah, yeah so for me i think it's like i'm either there and yeah. like a little bit crazy in love or yeah. i'm not right and I can, you know, but it's beautiful. There's also what we were talking about. Like I've learned to enjoy, mm, you know, the, the in between, totally. which is just like cool. You're a person, totally. like in the same way that I, there are friends that I don't necessarily want to like live with and right. see every day, but I love seeing them once a month. Yeah, that's how I feel about guys that I'm dating. And I think as long as you're like communicative, that's yeah. completely fine. You know what I mean? Like if if I say to someone like look, I'm not really, you know, like dating at the moment or whatever, because that was the case for a really long time. But I think you're super nice. I think you're super fun to hang out with. And I, I think you're really fun to hook up with. Nine times out of 10, they're like, sweet, that sounds really fun. And you end up with like this beautiful relationship that just is what it is, you know, and both parties are like, this is sick. I don't know if that's true. I feel like at least, I don't know if it's my experience or if it's a straight experience, but mm. like that has not been true for me. It's led to complications. I'm, I'm always very honest. Right. But I think that sometimes people say that they're interested in that and then they're not actually. Because they like fall in love with you. That makes it sound like, no, 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 you know, but, no, but, but I mean, of course, I'm they, they say like, I get it. And then they don't totally get yeah, it, and it gets you know, and like, I'm then sure... it gets complicated, especially, you know, what it is, I don't want it to be like, oh, and then they fall in love with me. It's more no, like no. you spend more time with somebody. Yeah. And so naturally, like the relationship the grow. grows. Yeah. But yeah. Maybe I don't let it get far enough. Maybe I feel when that starts to happen, wh whether it's me getting feelings or them. And I think I've bailed because I haven't been ready, you know, yeah. so it's like 
maybe like hang out four times. Okay, that's like, a good maneuver. I need to. Yeah, I've done and that. I've done that a decent way. amount. Yeah. yeah, I think communication is everything. That's like Me how too. you remain ethical. Totally. And also, just it's better for everyone. For sure, your life will be better. Yeah. All right. Well, I was going to ask you a bunch more, but I think that's a good note to end on. Okay. So, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. All right, everyone, that was Troy Savon. I absolutely loved having Troy in studio. He was actually going to do this remote and flew to New York. And I'm very, very grateful because I just feel like talk about in-person vibe. He has an incredible one. We covered a lot today. We talked a lot about sex and queerness and um, fame and music and pop music. And um, I especially loved what he had to say about the newfound joy he's found with you know, quote unquote, casual sexual encounters and short term relationships, I think is really beautiful. And um, I feel like as somebody who has been in many relationships and sort of a serial monogamist, it's a really beautiful thing to realize that being alone doesn't mean loneliness. And yeah, I'd love to hear all of your thoughts about everything Troy had to say. Please go to hilo.fm to submit your audio notes. We use those for the subscription episode, Talk Back, which comes out. You can now call 42 Hilo 4. All right, everyone, looking forward to hearing from you and thanks so much for listening. Hilo with Emrata is a Sony Music Entertainment and Bitch Era Media production. Our executive producers are me, Emily Ratajkowski, Matt Raz, and Sarita Wesley. Our showrunner is Matt Raz. Our associate producer is Rachel Choder. Today's episode was engineered by Samantha Gatsik with original music by The Crystal Pharaoh.